Wine is science, art, geography, and history, all contained within a bottle. Make the Culinary Stone your go-to for wine shopping, and we'll show you why it transports and transcends. Visit culinarystone.com for more information. Both. Other wines we drank this week? Ooh, yeah. Do you want to share that? Because you have them in the show notes. Oh. So, a Baron's Cabernet Sauvignon we had for Valentine's Day. It's a 2010. And it, was, what's, it was really good. Yeah, what's special about that? What's special about it? Yeah, this is a good segue a little bit. Because I think... That I tried t- to sneak it in the house. Oh, <laughs> been a long week, right? Are you ready to wind down? Why not? It's time for the Wine Time Fridays podcast with Shelly and Phil. Neither are sommeliers, but both have a deep passion for life, each other, and delicious wine. And now, here to talk about this week over a glass of wine is Shelly and Phil. It's wine time. Good Friday, happy Friday, it, and welcome to another episode of Wine Time Fridays, episode 44. Shelly, I want to be the first to tell you, happy Friday. Happy Friday. <laughs> it's wine time. Do you want to you wanna explain to people what it says on our show notes? About what? <laughs> the very first thing on show notes. Well, I think it's the first thing. Episode 4400. No, the one right before that, right below that. Shelly, ring that bell. Oh, I already did. No, but I mean, okay. Do you remember, was it, his name was Ty and they said move that bus? Was that his name, Ty? Yes. What was the name of that show? They did a lot of work in your Belinda, Extreme right? Extreme Home Makeover. They did... Two houses in your Belinda. And and you're a big fan of those type of shows. They're fun. And and what are your favorite one on HGTV? My favorite one? Yeah, like the number one V in that realm, that genre. I like I like lots of the shows, but I like um Flipper Flop because they were based in your Belinda and they do a lot of Flips around Orange County, so every time I watch it, I go back to my hometowns. And what about and then, the Chip and Joanne? Because Chip Chip's got Joanna. a great sense of humor, doesn't he? Oh, just like yours. <laughs> you laugh at his, you don't like laugh yours. at mine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that show, too. So uh, we have no reception wine tonight, but we do have a wine that we started with. This happens to be a very near and dear to my heart wine, even though I've never heard of the producer before Sunday, which was Valentine's Day. And Shelly gave me a half case of wine. And this is one of them. Yes, it is. Yeah. She gave me a, uh, two whites were in the six bottles and one was a Riesling and one was this Viognier. And she did this. Kind of a little bit for the podcast, which is very cool. So we've already toasted this wine. 
And this is a very interesting wine right off the bat, isn't it? This is the Cristam. Did I pronounce that right? Cristam. Yeah, it is. It's Vineyards. You want to talk about the nose a little bit on this? It's it's kind of dirty. It is dirty. It really reminds me of a European wine. It does. Now, it's not. I thought this was a European wine. Exactly right. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing, as we'll read into this a little bit, that this is the style they want. Because we have another wine. It's a Viognier. V- Sorry. I was going to be really funny and just call this like Viognier. Um, <laughs> but it's pronounced Viognier. <laughs> it's spelled V-I-O-G-N-I-E-R. For those who are wondering. Ooh, hear that beep? Snowplow. <laughs> Our heroes. <laughs> Our heroes. We get really excited in the winter because this week we've probably had the most snow this winter. Mm-hmm, that's true. Middle of February. We were lucky so far. Yeah. And then today, this week, it's starting to get up in temp a little bit. So let's go ahead and uh, give this a taste. What is your initial thought of this wine? It It's supposed to taste like stone fruit, and it actually tastes like the stones of the stone fruit to me. Yeah. This is their Eola Amity Hills Willamette Valley Viognier Estate Viognier 2018, uh, purchased at Fred Meyer uh, for $18.99. Less the six bottle discount of 10%. Uh, the Christum Estate Vignette exhibits the pure, nearly textbook characteristics of this varietal. And I'm not getting it unless I'm just so used to tasting uh, American Viognier that's like this is from Willamette Valley. This right. is from Oregon. Oregon. The wines there typically are very fruit driven and very bright. And and just fruit driven, right? Floral, mm. all of that. Uh, this says with floral aromas of orange blossoms, honeysuckle, clover, and anise. I don't get the anise at all. As well as ripe fruit aromas of peach, apricot, and viognes are famous for their peach, peach. and stone fruit taste and aromas. Peach and and. Um, a little apricot, things like that. But this is not like any Viognier I've tasted. And mm. by the way, I like it a lot. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. I'm. We're both guessing it's fairly dry. I feel like it's slightly bitter on the end. There's a there's a bit there's a bit of something on the end, but it's a long finish too, isn't it? Yeah. And this is kind of fun. Uh, a little bit about the Viognier grape, as I take it right off of the Wikipedia page. Um, the the origin of Viognier grape is kind of unknown, uh, which is kind of interesting. Viognier is only allowed to be grown in the Rhone region of France, which I think is kind of interesting. And there in are, Europe, you mean? In, yeah, in Europe. Sorry. In, well, in France, you know, there are almost three hundred hectares. Planted in France is just right around 740 acres of this grape, um, which we haven't gotten to the French one yet. This is all the Willamette Valley, but it's kind of, um, 
This is very interesting. Just super interesting. I'm It's usually a good summer wine. This would be fine. In, yeah. In winter and fall also because it's really not that fruity. You know, yesterday was uh National Drink Wine Day. And I don't I'll drink almost any wine on almost any day. Like <laughs> You were saying this would be really good summer wine, but you could do it in the fall. I mean, I'll all year long. I'm okay, but I also drink red wines in the summer too, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm okay with that. But you don't like having chili in the summer, and you don't sure. like having sushi in the winter. Well, there are just some foods that seem to be better in the summer. Yeah, I, I'm like I'm not going to judge. I like them all. I like them all anytime. Like a lemon meringue pie in the winter. Oh sure. Oh. <laughs> is that is, what was that? That doesn't taste good in the winter. Oh. So mostly, you would choose foods that really are grown in that season. Well, that makes sense. So lemon meringue pie, probably no lemons in the winter. Well, in California. Well, they're probably not as ripe as they should be. So do lemon trees and orange trees and avocado trees and all that stuff down there, do they they have seasons or do they kind of ebb and flow? They have seasons. So there's some parts, times of the year that the fruit is not good. There will be a start and a, f- a finish, right? You have to Usually, yeah. harvest, mm-hmm. and then it goes through the whole process of blossoming and all of that. All that. Okay, interesting. Uh, we are going to break really quickly, and then when we come back, we are going to open this Viognier from the Rhone Valley in France. There are some incredible songs that we all know, but are amazed that nobody else does. Check out the greatest song you never heard podcast, and we will uncover the greatest song you've never heard. Chris Cochran and Phil Anderson are lifelong music lovers with a taste for a very wide variety of musical styles, genres, and artists. After sifting through their musical archives, they promise to bring you on a very unlikely rhythmic and melodic journey that will hit all the right notes. These might be songs that ended up as deep cuts or obscure songs from bands and artists that most of the world knows. Or they could be from bands or artists that have been found along the way that only struck the chord of a few. Either way, there are some unbelievable songs that beg to be heard. Songs that will have you wondering, why haven't I ever heard this song? Visit thegreatestsongyouneverheard.com or listen to wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Wine Time Fridays, episode 44. And uh, I'm going to just get right into the second wine because we have a tendency sometimes to go a little long like last week when I'm going to talk about the time last week. But so this this last week on Monday, Shelly, you got your wing, ring sized. <laughs> you got your wing. <laughs> you, got, you got your ring sized. And now it doesn't slip off your finger inadvertently. That's good, yes. Yeah, so that's kind of fun. And we went to uh, lunch. We had a really long, romantic Valentine's week, didn't we? True. I think I just scared you. 
Did yeah. I just scare you? No. You jumped a little bit? <laughs> oh gosh, that's good stuff. Um yeah, so we, you know, we're engaged a week ago. Uh, it's been 9 days. And Has we been that time what? goes by so fast. I know. <laughs> it seems like just yesterday. Uh so we were engaged 9 days ago. We had um Sunday was Valentine's Day and we had just like this really good steak. It was really good. Was. And we had that with some good wine. We'll go through that, what we've had recently. So, uh, you know, and then Monday we had lunch at a place called Honey. How fitting. Honey. Honey. Oh, that is my fiance. <laughs> I was going to say at the top of the episode, but I forgot. Anyway. Honey had really, it's honey eatery and what? Something else. Honey uh, eatery. Anyways. Yeah. Oh, uh, we'll tag had them. a really good curried carrot soup. A delicious. I went way out on a limb. I had a cheeseburger. I should have had egg <laughs> added to it. I could have done that and I you forgot. Could. Oh, I'm just so bummed. I'll go there tomorrow. Anyway. So, uh, number 44, anything jump out at you it's one of my favorite numbers why is that i like the number four so doubled is good that's right and four so plus, plus four, four is eight. eight and there are eight letters in the term i, I love, love you. you yes you see the the depth i got in saying that i love <laughs> you <laughs> sorry <sighs> uh so um we should toast this so we can get in the number 44 which is your favorite number. May 4th is your favorite day. Correct. That's it's your doodah day. Doodah day. <laughs> okay. So interesting in the nose, it's similar to the other one, but the other one actually. That's different. Yeah. The other one still is a little bit more barnyardy yeah. and dirty, like you said. Dirty, just dirty, not barnyardy. Okay. Well, let's toast this up to health. To wealth, gratitude, abundance, romance, and peace on earth, and your giggles, and your kisses. This one smells sweeter than it tastes. It's pretty dry. Both of them are pretty dry, right? Mm-hmm. We couldn't find the residual sugar on either of them, but uh, I like this. I like both of these. Viognier is a, a, a wine we should probably drink a little bit more of. Perhaps. I I always get the idea of the Rieslings and the Viogniers and and the Roussans. The Pinot Gris. And, well, we we had a Pinot Gris. It was pretty good the other day. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly good. Uh, we have another one coming, by the way, from who? Gary Vaynerchuk. And there is your, <laughs> your mention. I'm like this now with his new pal, Sam Doyle. Oh, you are. <laughs> yeah, we're emailing back and forth. It's awesome. Nice. So I'll have to mention him too. Anyway. Fanboy. Fanboy. Eh, it's just trying to get in the back pocket of someone over there. Anyway, uh, so we have another And you Pinot admitted Gris. that. Yeah. Well, I'm. you know, you make me sound like that's the only reason I'm doing it. And it's part. <laughs> anyway, uh, all of those wines that we just mentioned have this perceived sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. And even watching Gary and Sam on their video talking about this Pinot Gris, they were saying, neither of us go out and purchase a Pinot Gris. 
But when we had this, Gary said he bought more than any other wine ever in his purchasing for Wine Library. Really? Was this particular Pinot Gris. So that's kind of exciting, looking kind of forward to that. But uh, both of these are fairly dry. And as I speak of your favorite number 44 and episode number 44, uh, we are talking, could it be the person who just passed away um, very recently, Hank Aaron? Uh. Yeah. In 57, Aaron was a member of the World Series champion Milwaukee Braves and was named the NL MVP. His number has been retired by the Atlanta Braves and the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, others of note. In the NBA, we have two of them. The Iceman, ring a bell? George Gervin, San Antonio. <laughs> I was going to say, Refrigerator <laughs> Perry? <laughs> Never played in the NBA, but man, he'd be tough to move out of the key, wouldn't he? Yes, he would. <laughs> uh, George Gervin, San Antonio Spurs, the Iceman. And then you have Pistol, Pete Maravich. Oh. And you know what his name reminds me of? And he was Atlanta, I think. Uh, I think he played for Atlanta. But Marovich reminds me of... Marinovich? Mar- um, uh, yeah, Marinovich, <laughs> which I always called Todd Marijuanovich because he always got in trouble mm-hmm. with smoking pot because he went to school at USC and they always you know, get whatever they want down there. <sighs> University of Spoiled Children. Yeah. <laughs> I am not making any friends with Shelly. Right now. Um, anyway, so uh, let's, what do you want to taste over a little bit? Um, we haven't said, this This one definitely has some stone fruit flavors and some citrus, some lemon, grapefruit. Got this at the dinner party for a dollar or less. So this is 18 bucks, less 10% because we're wine club members there. Um Chateau, okay, can you pronounce this? Because I screwed up. You are French, so, well, you speak French. Chateau de Montefasson? It's Domain de Montefasson. Oh, but there's Chateau there. Um, that, that's looking off my notes. Anyway, de Montf- Montfasson. Yeah, okay. close. Um, it's located in the heart of the Rhone Valley on the right bank of the river. Uh, this wine is made of 100% Viognier grapes. That have been picked by hand. No machine harvesting on this wine. Um, it has a slightly thick mouthfeel. Mm. So that's what I always notice about Viognier. Mm-hmm. Is they taste or they feel like drinking peach juice out of a can. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a that. really good point. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right on that. The mouthfeel is a little bit heavier, a little bit more syrupy, right? Mm-hmm. You can even see that even in the glass. Even though you don't really taste the syrup. No. Yeah. You can see that in the glass. It's just, it seems a little thicker. How about the other one? The other, the other one, gosh. I'm really intrigued with this Cristam. Man, that's just an interesting nose. Both. Other wines we drank this week? Ooh, yeah. Do you want to share that? Because you have them in the show notes. <laughs> oh. So, a Baron's Cabernet Sauvignon we had for Valentine's Day. It's a 2010 and it was, what's it was really good. Yeah, what's special about that? What's special about it? Yeah, this is a good segue a little bit. Cause I think that I tried to sneak it in the house. Oh. You saw me. <laughs> 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 That's not special. No, 
Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, we're going to revisit that story here in a second because that was really fun. Uh, no, we're thinking about actually having that as our submission for Open That Bottle Night. That's true. So it's just really good. And 2010 for that price point was excellent. Yeah. Uh, and, and we had that with steak and for Valentine's. Really good. Okay. Keep going. On we go. I can't pronounce that. Apuli Fusse. There we go. <laughs> Domaine de Toitilu Apuli Fusse. Yeah. That was really good, too. We had that um, as our reception wine. That was a $60 bottle of wine, 100% Chardonnay. Wow. And it was really good. I wouldn't pay 60 bucks for it because I don't like paying $60 for <laughs> for white wine. You know what? I think we should choose wines where we can pronounce the name. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I'm looking at the next two. <laughs> um, the next. Like, oh actually, it's just the next one. <laughs> That's all one. Wine. That's all one, yeah. Oh. Poggio al Tesoro, Bulgari to Seggio. Yeah, well, that's good. So we're down on Valentine's Day having a really nice wine tasting at the Culinary Stone. And uh, one of the wines was that 2010 Barons. And I had mentioned to Shelley that we probably may want to pick up a wine, but we had one at the house. Just should be doing something kind of fun for Valentine's Day. Unbeknownst to me, she snuck away and purchased a bottle of this. It's a $37 bottle of, of this Baron's Cabernet Sauvignon. And I had no idea. I mean, we're walking out, no idea. Open the door of the car. She makes the mistake. And, and it's a rookie mistake. I'm trying She's, to put it in the back seat. Yeah, she opened the back door. I just glanced back. I'm like, what's in the bag? Like, you do not need to know. <laughs> Pretty funny. Uh, but speaking of Open That Bottle Nights, February 27th, um, next Saturday, a week from tomorrow. And so uh, we have six couples coming, including ourselves. No, we don't have six couples coming. No, we have three we couples, have three couples that will equal six people. Each couple will bring a bottle of wine that is near and dear to their heart for whatever reason they choose. It could be an older bottle. It could be a bottle they... They had when they were romancing each other and great um, fondness for and things like that. And then uh, food that will pair with that. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that next week and then even a lot more about a week after after we've actually gone through it. So uh, we would suggest and encourage you to do your own Open That Bottle Night. And we'll talk, talk to you next week about how that even came to be. Why they even, why it's even named Open That Bottle Night, last Saturday of every February. Uh, let's see, anything else we can think of before we pull the plug and put a bow on this, all the cliches? I think we're done. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. And remember, with just a little bit of knowledge, wine becomes much less overwhelming. Till next week. We have news for you. Wine needn't be intimidating or boring either. Let sommelier and wine buyer for the Culinary Stone, Trevor Treller, help you in selecting wines that deliver the best quality to price ratio. The wine regions of the world and our own country can offer up these glorious bang for the buck items and some special occasion premium bottles too. Let us guide you in your search for that perfect bottle of wine. If you have any questions, 
visit culinarystone.com or simply call 208-277-4116. Thank you for spending part of your day to wind down with Shelly and Phil. Remember, you can listen to any episode of the Wine Time Fridays podcast by visiting winetimefridays.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And join us on our Wine Time Fridays Facebook page, Instagram, or on Twitter, which is at Vintage Tweets, for daily conversation. Until next week, here's our toast to you. To health, wealth, abundance, gratitude, peace on earth, and of course, romance. Romance.